0: Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God Unlaunching Podcast. This is episode number 11. And I'm speaking to Sandra in this episode and how she managed to pull together a five-figure launch in just seven months using Facebook groups. So stay tuned. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank, and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches, You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm sitting here with Sandra today and we are going to talk about launches, of course. Sandra.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hello. Hi, Ken. How are you? Let's talk about launches. Yes,
0: (laughs) that's what we do. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh Sandra, for those of you who don't know her, she also has been in Tribe, so with so many of our guests already. Um but she also had the you know the honor to work with Stu McLaren as well inside of Tribe. But I'm not gonna reveal the whole thing. Um so why don't you tell us a little bit about you and what you do and how you help people?
1: Yeah, so um I help entrepreneurs create Engaged groups of raving fans, and they're warm and ready to buy during your next launch. So, I started this, I guess, recently, I guess earlier this year, because of demand after I left the tribe community. So, I was on the tribe team for just over two years. I helped with launches in the community, and uh, Oh man, I wore so many hats. I, <laughs> I, I coached their high-end program. I, I, don't know, I just did so many things. But those were kind of the highlights. And when I left, everyone kept asking me things like, oh, they were either asking me Facebook group questions, or they were asking me, hey, uh, can you look over my group? Or can you analyze my group? Or can you train my community manager? Or will you be training community managers? And I was like, "No, no, no, I'm not going to train community managers, and I'm not no groups I really, I don't know. Uh, and then it was like some people were like, "Listen, I don't know why you're resisting this, but <laughs> this is so your thing, and you're so natural at it. You've got to do it." And I'm like, "Well, am I really that natural at it? Like, you know, you don't see your own gifts sometimes, um, especially when it comes naturally to you, you don't see it. Um, It takes other people to point it out. And this is not the first time this has happened to me. So um, I thought, okay, well, the last time I listened to someone when they said this was your natural gift, it really worked out for me. So let me listen this time. And uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do this. So uh, last year, around November, December, I was planning for 2019. And I was going to do a day long workshop every month on different topics and You got to know, Ken, like this whole time I was thinking to myself, I've got to find my thing. What is the thing I'm known (laughs) for? (laughs) The irony of that, right? Um, So I was going to do these one day workshops. And then someone had said in my free group, I really want to learn more about Facebook groups. And I went, okay, well, I need to move this one to like January, February, or as soon as possible. And then I put in an outline into my group and people were like, yes, that's what I want. And then I thought, this is not going to just be a one day workshop. This needs to be longer than that. So I did a beta of my course, um, which we'll talk about my official launch of the course. Um, and then I also went to that same group and I said, hey, you know, Tribe is launching and people are launching memberships out of the blue and I'd love to have one again. So I don't know, what ideas do you guys have for a membership? And again, Ken, I was like, do you want coaching? Do you want this? Do you want that? None of it was about groups. People were like, will you please create a group about membership about groups? And I went,
0: all <laughs> right, I get it.
1: Message is clear. So this is what I've been doing. So I have a membership called Engage Groups and a course called Engaged and Profitable Groups. And I launched the membership in May after within three weeks of figuring out what the membership was going to be about. And then I launched the course in end of September, early October. Right. So yeah, that's what I do. So I have those two things that I've been working on feverishly all year long and absolutely love it. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, I remember, you know, being in Tribe and seeing you uh, interacting with the community and everything. I mean, you were there all the time and you were answering questions, getting people engaged and like, yeah, how come you didn't see that yourself, you know? (laughs) It's like you said, you know, people need to point it out to you until you see it yourself.
1: Yeah. And you know, to me, like a Facebook group is like having a dinner party or a party at your house. And I was very known for, um, I used to have a birthday party in my 20s. I lived in a condo and we had a a condo party room and my birthday parties were like 120 people average.
2: Wow. Okay.
1: And so, and I didn't know all these people, but how I got them there was purely marketing. Mm -hmm. I said, there are going to be a lot of single people at this party. So please invite your single friends. Mm -hmm. So people who were single wanted to come and people who were already coupled off new single friends who they wanted to couple off. Mm -hmm. So they brought them to the party. So to me, there are things, you know, there's questions that you ask in a party. There's questions, dinner party or big party to get people talking. And that is what I bring to the groups to engage people and get people to talk. And then, I just have fun in the group. So to me, it didn't seem like work, Ken, because I was having fun. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love this, getting people to talk and I love getting people to strategize or strategize for them. So to me, it was, it was pure fun. Don't, you know, I got paid for it. Don't tell Stu, but he could have just given it to me for free. Like I, I love doing <laughs> it. I loved it. I loved it.
0: Okay. I know I have had a couple of groups before and, you know, not nearly as successful as yours, but do you feel like ever that is hard to create the boundaries of how much you kind of show up and how much you help
1: yeah, well definitely right that 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 becomes uh that is actually one of the number one killers of a launch is when people give too much in their free group all year mm-hmm. long now during a launch, I like to be in there one hundred percent totally provide feedback, strategy, et cetera, resources. But what I find is the number one killer of a launch is when people feel like they have so much in the group that they haven't even implemented or gone through that they don't want to buy the course or the membership because they've got all this other stuff they haven't even done yet. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some groups have a daily theme, you know, Motivation Monday, Tech Tuesday, Wacky Wednesday, whoa, whoa. I know we're excited about our, our groups, but this is actually killing you in the long run because people are so overwhelmed with all the new stuff that's coming up, whether it's stuff to implement or not, Mm -hmm. that they're, when it comes to the launch, they're like, well, I don't even implement what I'm learning in this free group. I'm not going to pay for it and not implement it. So that could be a killer. Um, So yes, when you're going to launch, you're in there fully and you're answering questions and getting people engaged, et cetera. But I think the number one mistake is people become too available Mm. in their free group and they let it consume them. And then what happens? Their group gets burnt out. They get burnt out and they're not making any money. So that's not good. So there's a nice balance that you could do. Um, I always say, don't promise too much in your group and you can create your list of stuff that you're going to deliver in your free group and then cut it in half. Because what happens when you create your first group? You are gung-ho. You're excited. You want to add so much but then you're going to add too much and you're not thinking about like how things are now and how, what your life is going to look like in six months. Right. So if you launch a course or a membership, you're going to be really busy. You won't be able to go in that group. Now that group doesn't, you know, they're like, where'd she go? So I just say, give a little bit in your group, add extra un- undisclosed bonuses to your free group, you know, like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to be going live and Oh, Hey, we're going to be doing this in the group. But don't promise them too much because then they expect it. And then they don't know if they need to buy your next new thing because they're still consuming all the free stuff you're giving
0: yeah. them. And you moved kind of quickly with, um, you know, you started the one group. Uh, what was it called? Simplified.
1: Simplified online stuff. Yeah. Yep.
0: And you, you started that group and got that going quite quickly. And then you quite quickly turned to the engaged group instead, which was more like a paid. Well, the group is still free, but that was like where you're going to launch a whole new project
1: yeah so I, start, I started the free group um, October soon after I wrapped everything up with tribe I, I uh, created that group because I thought well I can't be without a group I, well, you just <laughs>
0: had to get get the ball rolling and get something I needed, to, yeah yeah
1: well and, and I, I wanted to have that community like I needed yeah. it I felt like it was gonna part ways with one community that had <laughs> I had like it was my baby yeah and I almost had like separation anxiety so I needed to have a group. <laughs> And then my membership, I opened up end of May. So we're about seven months. First, I used that free group to tell me what they wanted,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is brilliant because what I would have built on my own was not what they wanted.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, that's a common mistake we always do, isn't it? Because we think we know what they want, but we forget to actually ask them.
1: Yeah. And I I am done with just creating. I want to know what people want because uh, it could become a waste of your time and energy. And then... Also, your enthusiasm right yeah, so you' get crushed
0: well. when people don't want it,
1: yeah, what do you mean <laughs> um, so i so I went into the group during the tribe launch, and I said, "Hey, I want my own membership uh, you know and, and the ideas mm-hmm. and so i had you know I had people go, "Oh, create whatever makes you feel good." I'm like, yeah, 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 that's fine, but I, I, I want like I want to know what you want for me." So, um, I had someone write and then write to me privately and said, look, I want you to tell me what to do in my group. I want you to say, post this on Wednesday, post this on Friday, post this on Monday. And I thought, okay, great. So initially this membership was that I would give them an editorial calendar. And then I thought, okay, if I was in this membership, what else would I want? I'd want a Q and A. People are going to ask questions anyways. I'm going to have a Q and A. Definitely have a Facebook group, obviously. I don't think I can get away with not having a Facebook group, but I wanted one anyway. Right? That would be a little awkward. Um, and then I add a monthly like masterclass. So I'm either teaching uh, engagement or I'm teaching how to grow your group in that masterclass each month. Okay. So that's how that started. Now, when, when I went to go launch, this is a very interesting launch. So it was a founder's launch. Mm-hmm. What I first did was there was a founder script in tribe. So I took that modified it a bit, created a very basic sales page. I mean, basic, Mm -hmm. basic sales page, which was basically the script. And I then went live in my, I said, I'm going to go live in my group to talk about what my membership is about. Come and, you know, see me you know, I'll be live in about 45 minutes. I was actually driving home. So I'll be live in 45 minutes, everyone. Well, my husband was driving. I wasn't driving and texting. Um, So I get in, Facebook Live. I said, okay, here's what I've created. It's a monthly membership. It's this, this, and this. Founder's rate is this. Mm -hmm. If you buy, if you pay for the membership for the year, then you get all the content for the month, a week in advance. All the monthly people get it first day of the month. Okay. Okay. In the first five minutes, first five minutes, I had eight people buy Oh wow. And like, nothing makes you feel better than those like initial sales. Cause what makes you feel bad when there's no sales at all? <laughs> of course. So I was like, Oh my gosh, this feels so good. Like, even though it's a small amount per month, this feels so good. So, yeah. um, by the end of the day, I don't remember what the stats were. I just remember that stat came very clear cause that was really fun. Yeah. Um, and then, so I kept, so that was Thursday. I didn't launch publicly until Monday. So all the sales came in just from the group. And then on Monday, I started doing um, Facebook posts, Facebook Live. Uh, I did a Facebook Live, another Facebook Live, but not in my group, so more publicly. Um, and, yeah, I had no affiliates. I had, you know, I had my newsletter. I had social media. Um, and I posted in the tribe group that I had launched and it when it got to five figures, and then that, that was the last day. And then it just went nuts. It was like, people were like, what are you doing? Boom, I want in. And so that <laughs> last day, I should pull up my stats, but my last day was really crazy how many people came in. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, they say the last day you have your most sales.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I remember that last day in the morning, it was about 10 in the morning and I had one new sale that day. Okay, well, this is the last day. <laughs> What can I do to ensure that I get the most sales this day? Like, this is it, right? Like, I don't know when I'm going to launch this baby again. Let's let's make the most of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking my dog and I'm like, okay, what else do I have to do or say to get people to come and join? I'm like, where do people either need a reminder or they don't know yet? So I did Facebook stories. I did, um, I did Facebook stories and I did more posts. And I went back into my group, and I said, hey, this is the last day. And then, boom, the sales started coming in. And then that last day, somewhere around 7 or 8 p.m., I remember I was talking to another driver. She's like, how's your launch going? I'm like, if three more people buy, it'll be a five-figure launch. I just need three more people. (laughs) And then when they did, I'm like, they bought. They bought. It's a five-figure launch. This is like, you know, it's like it went from (laughs) – I went from like wanting minimum, I, I was like, I will I will run this if 20 people join. I'll be so happy if 20 people join. Yeah. Well, 96 people joined. Wow,
0: that's amazing.
1: Which was great for no runway, a really bad <laughs> sales page, you know, like very, very slim. Um, and 96 people joined. So when they got to the five figures... I went into the group and I said, my membership just hit five figures and it just went crazy. I think that I got one of those uh, Facebook group badges. It was a conversation starter. Mm. And I love that badge because there's a coffee mug. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. And <laughs> I love coffee. I was like, Oh yes. So, you know, wins all around. It was very exciting. And, um, it was just a really cool launch. And I think, um, After not launching for myself for years, that felt really, really good. Um, That was a great, that was a good feeling kind of launch. Um, Yeah. Like
0: you said, you didn't have the launch runway. So from the moment you started that free group, that first free group, till you launched, that was seven months, right?
2: Seven months. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: So that would have been your launch runway. So you must have done something to kind of warm up the whole audience for this launch, right? Maybe you weren't totally aware of it, but something must have happened.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, Ken, so you're right. You're right. When the group started in October, people were excited because that's when Facebook brought out the founders, uh, Founding Member badge. And so people were like fighting to get the Founding Member badge. Like, I think you were in there. Yeah, I
2: was. (laughs) I shared
1: your group because I want the Founding Members badge. And everyone was going crazy. And then I just started. And then after a month, I put, uh, there's... Facebook has stats in your group and gives you the top 10 contributors. So after that month, I screenshotted the top 10 contributors. I said, thank you so much for contributing. I love this group. And then I was like, how did you do that? All right, I'll create a video. I'll show you how to do it. And so all these group questions started coming up. Now, fast forward. So I, I would go in there and I would ask questions and I'd be like, what's everyone working on? What are your greatest successes this week? um like really coaching stuff which is what i was used to yeah because yeah. you weren't
0: actually talking specifically about how how is your group going or how you're building your group and nothing like that
1: no it was not specific to groups <laughs> and i would bring in other like i would do demo uh, recordings of different things that i was using as well different tools that i was using and post them in the group just little tips to help people out but here's the thing so end of march was our 10-year wedding anniversary and we went to cuba And I don't know, you can't take an entrepreneur away from their Wi-Fi, like, (laughs) because they're still going to be thinking about work, whether or not you take away the Wi-Fi. Well, Cuba has really bad Wi-Fi. So anyways, I'm on the beach, and I don't want Wi-Fi on the beach ever. But I'm laying on the beach, and I thought, my group is really quiet now. Why is my group so quiet? I went, duh, because I'm not in my group. Mm -hmm. I'm not active in my group. Why should anyone else be active in my group? So when I came back, I put more emphasis into my group, really loving them and adding more tips and just being there more. And I started to think, okay, well I had just run the beta version of my course. I'm going to run it again in the fall. I had promised them that if they bought the beta version, they would get the r- official version in the fall. So I definitely needed to to do that. But uh. I was just starting to think about like, what do you know, more strategically about groups, because if people bought that, and I knew I was going to run the course again, what else can I do? So I guess you're right. Like, I was active in the group and giving tips, and then somehow it dipped around March. And then I came back up and started promoting and being in the group more. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that was my only runway, but it wasn't even that big of a group. I think we were just under 300 when I launched that. Yeah. I guess that's what people wanted from me. So it worked out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. It's amazing. So, from doing this launch, which was quite successful, I would say, you decided that you were going to do a second launch. Yes. So, what did you look at to make mm-hmm. sure that you did even better on the next launch?
1: So, I did the second launch for the membership, but it was a flash sale a month later. Okay. Because what I had done is I looked at the calendar. So I knew I was going to be off in August. Mm. Um, I knew September and October I'd be running the course. So from August to October where there was no way it was going to happen. End of July, well, you know, I knew I was about to go away for the month. So I didn't want to run it then. So in end of June, I actually increased the price because I had promised my founders they would get the lowest rate. So I increased the price and I just did a very quiet wait list sale. So very you tight. just
0: launched to the waitlist. Nothing else. Nothing yeah. public?
1: Um, no, I don't think I did any. Maybe I did a post or two, or I know what I did in my free group. I said I'm going to be opening up enrollment for the membership. So now's your time to get into the waitlist. Hint, mm-hmm. hint. Wink, wink. <laughs> um, and then so I just it was a very, 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 very casual launch. And in fact, that in June was a very tough time for me. There was a lot of You know, I had five people I knew passed away in three weeks. It was the Uh most I've ever had to handle. Um, It was probably the only type of launch I could have handled at that point. So the timing was odd but interesting. And if I can give anyone a tip, like when I first launched this membership in May, the idea was given to me May 7th. I think May 24th, 25th is when I actually went to my group and said, "It's, it's available to you. Mm -hmm. So I launched really in 18 days or something like that. Right. And I thought to myself, I need to launch this month. I cannot stretch this out. I don't want to stretch this out because if I stretch it out and I say, oh, I'll wait another month. Mm -hmm. What's going to happen? Oh, I'll wait another month. Oh, I'll wait till September. or I'll wait till February. You know, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to launch, get it done to ensure that I kept, you know, that I would launch this membership. And then I launched it before anyone else. Competition Mm -hmm. is a big thing. (laughs) But I wanted to make sure that I launched. Like internally, I just need to make sure I launched it. So I did what I had to do in those weeks to get this launch going. It was a very slim launch. Like there were barely any expenses on my side. I built the very simple site. Um, Even though I built sites on my own previously, it was very simple. I'm like, this is the basics. We can pretty it up later. Um, And I got that all going. And I remember saying to myself, "I need to launch this month because I don't know what's going to happen next month. Life happens. People get sick. I might get sick. Who knows?" And really, a month later, that's when five people that I knew, um, three that were close to me, mm-hmm. passed away. So you never know what's going to come to you. So if I had not launched in that short period of time, I still wouldn't have been launched. Yeah, that exactly. Number. So your first launch does not have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be 100 percent branded. I could show you how ugly my <laughs> screen, my sales page was. It was literally the text from the founder script. Yeah. Buy now buttons, and then as the launch happened and people were excited, I took screenshots and put it in my on my sales page with permission. So I took. Yep. They was they would post in my group. I'd screenshot with the permission, and post it in there, um, because. I I wanted to amp up the excitement, but I didn't want to spend the time creating a sales page because I knew that would be something that stopped me in my tracks. I knew that would, that would be like one of those things that I know I need to do. But you know, like doing my taxes would be a lot more fun right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow. really?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd rather do taxes than sales pages. (laughs) I can't, I don't like writing. So those are the only two launches in my group so far. I do have a launch coming up in two weeks that I'll be launching. So I'm preparing a challenge. So it's going to be a free challenge that will then bring in people into the membership. So I'm excited for that. Um, Yeah.
0: Do you think like, Because you have asked people what they want and you've listened and you kind of created the messaging to make sure that it fits with or it aligns with them. Is that why maybe this launch was successful?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's a couple of things to to look at. So one, yes, I gave people what they wanted, but I solved a problem. And the problem is people don't know what to post in their group or when to post it. And I promote the membership like this, I take all the thinking off your plate. And if you could tell an entrepreneur that they have to do less thinking, and that something is done for them, amazing. So I give them their calendar, I give them the text for them to copy and paste into a post. And I give them the image to go with it, whether they use the image or a gif or they create their own image, but they get images to use too. And you tell people that it's a win. So our first month out, we had people post in the group, I just scheduled my whole month's calendar in less than five minutes, thank you. (laughs) And they're like, check! Uh You know, they've completed that one thing. Um, So I think having something that takes the thinking, the work, Mm -hmm. the planning, whatever, off another person's plate immediately is a big one. It's a really easy sell them. Um, And I think the other reason why the launch was good was, A, it was really cheap. <laughs> <laughs> no brainer. Yeah. But I also think that um, there was nothing else out there like it. And I think people, are, people really see the value in a, in a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And they want to utilize their group better. Or they had a group and it failed because, you know, they gave away too much or whatever it might be. Or they weren't involved in their group. And they want to see how to make it work. And then lastly, I think my reputation as someone who knows how to manage a group and engage in the group and communicate, that really brought in a lot of people too. Like my authority was already there really, right. really strongly, which was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that helps. I does. guess people like me. Oh,
0: I think so. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good feeling. Yeah.
0: But well, let me ask you something a little bit. You said that you kind of planned out the whole launch in. 18 days and I'm like, when you launch, I want people to plan so that, you know, things kind of get easier when you actually get into the launch. So what did you manage to plan in that short amount of time?
1: So can I, um, I like to plan launches a lot. And, um, like I said, I had that deadline. I needed to launch by the 25th. So I just kept thinking in my head, 25th, 20th, there's only three, there's these many days left. And I just, I think I took all the, if I may say, the BS out of my day. So I uh, I took my phone, set it aside, so I wasn't distracted by any notifications or any pictures on Facebook or whatever. I actually created a new, uh, what do you call it in um, Mac, where you have like a different desktop, went in there and I just planned. And I thought to myself, okay, what do I need to get done? So I went into our project management system, Put everything out in categories, everything from what needs to be set up in the site, what needs to be set up in the content, how is the launch going to go, what am I going to do, what's the email list look like for the membership, what does the wait list look like, so I had the wait list ready to go,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, the product and the full pay and the monthly pay. So I literally mapped it out. It probably took me half an hour to write it all out. And then it became like a competition. I made it a a game to myself. You know, how many things can I cross off the list in the next two hours? What can I cross off the list before my son gets home? Um, What can I do? So to me, I needed to get it done. So in terms of, so I not only created the launch in that time, I created the site and the first month's content in that time. Oh, really? Yes, I know. But this was my motivation. I needed to get it done and i wanted to get it done or else it was never going to get done. And so my launch plan was launch in a group because this is what i say, you know, take your group and launch within your own group. So i launched in the grou- uh launched in the group and then i took a public newsletter, i think i did some facebook lives, i did stories, all that. But you know, it wasn't all planned and then i added stuff. So I had never really done a Facebook story before business-wise, mm-hmm. and I saw that that worked out nicely. Yeah. So my next launch, I started doing that again, uh, the launch for the course anyways. I started doing Facebook Facebook uh, stories.
0: Mm-hmm. But did you kind of simplify things because you had such a short amount of time? So you didn't yeah. kind of go full all in on everything, but kind of kept it a little bit simpler?
1: Yeah, so it was simple in that you know there was no webinars, there was no... Uh, pre-recorded videos. Uh, it was varied. you know, what can I create today to put mm-hmm. out there and get more people in the group? Uh, what do I need to tell people? What do I need to say in my email? So a lot of it was on the fly. Mm-hmm. But it, that's very much my personality. Like, um, I can either be a, a hardcore planner, or I'm on the fly. And so for this, this launch had to be on the fly. And what made me feel good Was it's a founder's launch, Mm -hmm. it's a beta launch, it's okay to be messy, right? And it will be messy, and I'm okay with that. And I just had to be okay with that, yeah. I think a lot of people
0: tend to overthink the whole first launch. Oh, it has to be perfect.
1: Your launch is like your wedding day, okay? Something's gonna go wrong, (laughs) exactly. Something will go wrong. It's funny because I just realized like our wedding, we got engaged for the first month, we didn't really do any wedding planning, and then we got married within five months. So in five months of planning. Because we had that short period of time, we didn't get the luxury of planning, over planning, or replanning. Mm-hmm. And I remember a friend of mine was engaged for a year and a half and him and his wife, well fiance at the time, planned, replanned, switched things up, <laughs> and the amount of time and like they did something wedding related every single day for a year and a half. Yeah. And I went, that's not me. We're getting married fast. (laughs) And we're not (laughs) going to replan anything. Um, I didn't realize that was my marketing strategy either. But because it was a short launch, or because I didn't have all that time to plan and get really fancy, it was simple. Um, But it worked because it's what people people wanted and very fortunate. And what was great is because it was a membership that people wanted, there were people in my membership that bought and then told their friends about it. Mm-hmm. And when you have people telling their friends about your launch and they buy, oh, that feels so yeah. good. Like when strangers buy from you, that feels so good.
0: But um, <laughs> like you said, you are the type of person that can do things on the fly when launching. But I think also mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who really can't handle that at all. Yeah. How, do you, how would they deal with this? I mean, I think that's probably one of the things that a lot of people do wrong is that because they do things on the fly, but they're not cut out to do it.
1: Mm.
0: What are your thoughts on that?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah, you're right. I think if if you need to have everything absolutely planned, then maybe it's not for you, but maybe you can give yourself, you know, six weeks instead of the two and a half weeks I gave myself. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see how that doesn't work for some people. Um, But for me, it it worked up like my next launch was very, very planned. Right. So if that makes anyone listening <laughs> feel better and not have such anxiety, not all my launches are like that. That was just my membership launch. But yeah, my, my course launch was very planned.
0: Yeah, I guess there's two sides there with the story. But yeah, you know, uh, the first launch is going to be messy and just go with it and take whatever you can learn from it and, you know, utilize that into the next launch. But again, if you need time, give yourself permission to take the time to go through the launch and plan it.
1: Yes, Although if you feel like you're just giving yourself more time so that you can mm. skip out and extend your launch date,
0: that's, don't do that. That's not the right way to do it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Don't do that. Yeah. Oh, there was something I was going to say about that with launches, but especially in a founder's launch, I think why I love them so much is it's almost like you have permission to get messy about it and, you know, things aren't going to be perfect. And everyone knows that it's a founder's launch because you're you're saying, hey, mm-hmm. I just had this idea. Come on in if you'd like. Here's what it's going to look like. We'll have the content available come June 1st or whatever day you're going to launch it. Um, And here's how it's going to work. And give me your feedback along the way. So I think with a founder's launch, it's very easy to do a very spontaneous launch like that. With something like a course or launching your membership over and over again, you don't want to, you want to have it a little bit more polished. Of course. I remember what I was going to say. I think with launches, there's so many different strategies and things that you could do. You know, you've got mm. Facebook lives, Facebook stories, uh, your group, your page, your whatever. Like, there's so many different things and avenues you could use. But I think that we get so enthralled in trying to use every single one of them yeah. that we exhaust ourselves. And so, what I do is I keep a list. You know, when I'm going through a launch, I keep a list. Like, next time, I want to add this mm. or next time it would be cool if we did this so that I don't feel like I need to do it now mm-hmm. so that I actually go to bed and you know, I don't feel like I need to stay up and create a new bonus. It's like, this is what we're going to do next time. Yeah. Because if you start adding and adding and adding to your current launch, you're going to exhaust yourself and you being the person that is launching, you need to have energy and be there full on. Mm,
0: totally. So just
1: add those new launch ideas to your next launch. There's always going to be a next launch.
0: And I also think that you need to pick out those things that kind of aligns with you and that kind of will feed you with energy instead of drain you of energy as well. If you don't like to do Facebook lives, well maybe you shouldn't do the Facebook lives. Maybe you should figure out something else to do, you know?
1: Well this, you bring up an excellent point. So my last launch was for my course. I did, um, Three, two webinars, and the webinar in the group. And my my strategy was webinars and Facebook Lives in the group. And I felt by the end of the launch that it wasn't, it wasn't like a Sandra launch. It didn't feel like I was having fun, mm-hmm. and I didn't like that. So I thought, okay, my next launch, it's got to be fun. Yeah. You know, there's got to be games and prizes and points and things that excite me have to be in the launch. Mm-hmm. And so I looked at that launch and said, I did, there are things I loved about it, but there are like doing a webinar. I hadn't done my own webinar in years. So that first webinar, you could see how nervous I was. (laughs) You could see me stumbling over my words. Um, And so would I do a webinar again? Maybe, I mean, the slides are created. I might run it because it's done and I feel more confident now. Um, but it definitely won't be the focus of the one. There'll be definitely a lot more around it to make it more fun for me yeah. and for everyone around me. Because, you know, when you're having fun, everyone else can't help themselves. They're yeah, going to start
0: totally. if you, having you, fun. Yeah. It's all about energy. you got the right energy, people will people will buy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Simple as that. So bring the
0: energy in, people will buy. That's it. And <laughs> Yeah. So how, you know, from being, working with Tribes to McLennan and all that stuff, have you taken anything from that relationship into your launches? I mean, you must've picked up on oh, something.
1: Oh man. Okay. Well, let me tell you the tribe launches are a whole other level <laughs> of than my launches. <laughs> I mean, um, you know, our, our, even our first launch in tribe was very different from the last launch that I was with tribe for. I mean, we, you know, the first launch Stu was writing all the copy and they were doing the sales page and, we were like, oh, let's add a Facebook group and then let's add a Facebook group to the course. Like it was all like, you know, on the fly kind of thing, Mm. but not all on the fly. Like there were things that we added, right? As we went. The last launch, it was like, we had our launch planned, I don't know, a year in advance Mm. and everything was planned out and calendared ahead of time. And we had a director of marketing. We had all these other, you know, two or three graphics designers and um and you know our own affiliate manager and like so many things was different so my wow my launch was nothing like (laughs) can't even compare (laughs) no and um one day i don't know if i want to get there it was a lot it's a lot of work and um maybe i'll get there one day and i feel like i want a huge huge launch but I know how much work and time and energy went into it. And um, I was okay with not having a huge launch. Mm-hmm. I, I needed like a more chilled out launch experience for myself, especially since I was leading it this time. Yeah. And I was, um, you know, creating the launch and, you know, kind of managing the launch for both for both launches. Um but I love putting together launch plans and I love following them and I love tweaking them as you go. You know, I, I absolutely love it. So, for me, what I took from Tribe was like, okay, is this working? Great, let's keep doing this. Or people are asking for this. Can we put something out like that? You know, um, but I think what, one thing I take away from my experience with Tribe is I know ahead of time how the launch is going to go in terms of like, Logistics. Mm -hmm. So, my last launch of my course, I had a full on FAQ for support so they knew how to answer questions if something came up. Like, when is the next time you're going to offer this? Is there another payment plan I can have? How much, you know, is there personal coaching that always came up? Mm -hmm. Is there personal coaching? Um, Can I invite my partner or can two people be in the Facebook group even though we only bought one registration? So I had that mm. set and ready to go. Um, and, you know, there was other things w- in the waiting. So in Tribe, uh, there, was, there were people asking if they can add their partner. So the first time around, it was like, no, no, no. Yeah. And then, we you know, the kept, question kept coming up. So then they created the partner package. So your partner can join for half price and be in the group and get a ticket to Tribe Live. So I thought, okay, if that comes up, here's how we're going to handle it. Mm-hmm. So it's half price and they can be in the group and whatever. But And they have to show how they're partners. So I took bits and pieces of what I learned for a smaller scale launch. Yeah. yeah.
0: Perfect. <laughs> yeah. So I also wanted to ask you, I forgot this uh, earlier, but do you have a paid group for the people who join your membership as well? Yes. yes. So how do you different between the free group and the pay group, you know? Yeah. The content. Okay, and-
1: I'm about mm. to blow your mind because oh, wow. I have.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we have time for this. Um, so <laughs> Go ahead.
1: So I have um, the simplified online stuff group, mm-hmm. my original free group. I then just before my course launch, which I don't recommend this, I just created a new free group for that launch called Groups for Entrepreneurs. I don't recommend that just before I launch because they were not warmed up, nor had I loved on them, nor do they a lot of them don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. So that I would, would have created wish I had created months before. So I have those two free groups. And then I have a paid group for the for the membership and a paid group for the course. So for the paid groups, I basically post what you know all the announcements so this module is up or this training is up or our Q A is coming up all the reminders mm-hmm. and then if there's any cool new facebook group stuff that happens and new features then i create a video and post it in in both groups
2: okay so
1: that's paid they get the ultimate stuff yeah. they get the insider knowledge and the ultimate stuff and i'll post some um posts in there for engagement you know like in my my uh, membership A couple months back, we posted, what is your, you know, what is your group about and post the link to your group. And so that was fun because people got to know each other and now everyone's in everyone else's Mm -hmm. groups, which is great. Um, In my free groups, it's, so my simplified online stuff, I had started doing a post on Monday mornings. What is everyone working on this, this week? And then Friday afternoons, what did you accomplish? So I keep those. And then in between I'll post different tips and things that are going on. That group really knows me. A lot of them are about half of from tribe, other from different things that they've known, you know, they've known me from speaking engagement or other podcasts I've been on, et cetera. So I'll post different things in there. And then I've got my groups for entrepreneurs free group. <laughs> You're following me. Hi. And in there I'm posting strictly group stuff. So it's very right. specific to just group stuff. So, um, I recently posted that I'm going to be doing a Q and A in there and'm going to be doing the challenge that's all leading up to the um, free or to the uh, launch for the membership right. so that's kind of how I separate them. I am active in all the groups. I spend about half an hour each morning going through the groups and in order of paid mm-hmm. and then free. Mm-hmm. And then again, in the end of my day as well. That's kind of how I manage it. But
0: you're in there every day in both groups, right? In all four. (laughs) In all four. I mean, yeah, all four. (laughs) How do you feel like managing four groups? So is that a lot or is that okay?
1: Mm, I'm okay with it. Well, you know, in Tribe, we had a total of over six groups. So we had uh, the alumni group, the course group, Tribe Plus group. We had the free group. We had a, I had, I ran a study group for PLF oh. when we were PLF uh, affiliate. Right. And then there was a pop-up group for Michael Hyatt's project. Uh, so there was yeah. multiple groups that I was managing at the same time. So this is so, a walk
0: walking the park, I guess, huh?
1: This is what I'm telling you. It was natural <laughs> yeah. to me. I had no idea that anyone needed any help with this.
0: What is it that you love the most about these communities? What is it that drives you?
1: I think, um, oh, it, it's a couple of things selfishly it's the social mm. aspect i i love and crave that social aspect i mean i know before facebook and twitter i felt like i was working alone all the time so that social knowing other people are working and working on stuff really drives me and makes me it just makes me feel good but it also is it's fun to be social and you know i, I crack jokes in my in my groups and have fun and I'll go on a Facebook live and I'll make fun of myself. I don't really, you know, you can't take yourself too seriously, but it's just fun. Mm. Um, and then the other things I love about my groups is I love seeing people transform and make something happen. You know, if someone has never launched it and they launch, or if someone, you know, has never used a certain tool and then they go use it. And now they're, they're like loving that tool. Um, whatever the transformation or successes are, I'm, thrilled to see them you know whether i had nothing to do with it or i had all to do with it it just makes me feel so good to see people move forward and make progress and get out of their comfort zones that that gives me a high when someone gets out of their comfort zone Mm, yeah yeah
0: that's a tough one though (laughs) for someone
1: i know i know (laughs) i know all about that
0: oh my god i'm not gonna even go into that but yeah (laughs)
1: let me get you out of your comfort zone ken
0: (laughs) Well, I'm doing the podcast, so that's well that's fine.
1: Yeah, but, uh, good for you.
0: But, you know, that's okay. Um, but it's the thing that would you know, going on camera, that's where I struggle the most. Oh, uh, even though I even though it's pretty the much freezing. the same thing, it's just a camera in front of you, it's not it's not that big a difference, you know. But
1: You know, Ken, I struggled with that for years. Anytime a camera went to my face, I would freeze up. Freeze. And then one day I was at a live event and they were live streaming the event. Yeah. And, you know, it was one of those, it was a very coachy event. And I thought, you know what, I'm just, I was like starting to sweat. And I was like, you know, 20 degrees warmer than I was 10 minutes ago. And I'm like, I'm just going to do it. So I put my hand up, I go, and I knew the person giving the event. I said, you know, I really need a breakthrough in video. So can I just go and talk to the, everyone on live stream during the break? Mm. She's like, yeah, go for it. So <laughs> I walk up. And there was like this huge lens. Like it wasn't even just the little lens on your, you know, your phone or your MacBook. It was this huge thing. And I walked up to it and I stared right into it because I knew you have to stare into the lens for people to (laughs) feel like they see you or you see them. And I just went, hi, everyone back at home. Just wanted to say hi. Totally get out of my comfort zone. This is freaking me out. But uh just had to do it. Hope you don't mind. All right everyone. Like, Why don't you tell me what your biggest aha <laughs> was for today? And like so I just became this host all of a sudden. Um from then on it got less and less terrifying. Yeah. But I had to get out of my comfort zone.
0: Yeah, exactly. You just have to do it basically. And then and then you realize it wasn't that bad after all and
1: Yeah. It's like the first time you jumped into a pool.
0: Exactly. so before we wrap all this up um what kind of advice would you give to anyone who wants to start a facebook group or maybe do a launch or yeah
1: well if you want to start a facebook group go for it um i have a couple of resources if you need any help but i say go for it there's nothing like having your own community and being a leader of that community and being known as being the leader of that community and i had a coach once say to me um she wanted me to be a sponsor at her event. We had never met, but she was in the local area. And she said, how come I don't know who you are? You're like the best kept secret. Mm. Like, I never want to be the best kept secret anymore. And so don't be the best kept secret. Put yourself out there, create your group, make it known that you're the group leader. Give them you know, good, tangible stuff that they can implement and work on. Be someone's hero, whether they buy from you or not be someone's hero.
0: Yeah. You never know who's sitting on the sideline just consuming without you knowing it, to be honest. Absolutely. So, how can people get in touch with you or, you know, follow you?
1: So, you can visit us at engagedgroups.com. We're engaged groups on Facebook and Instagram, and you can join our free group, groups for entrepreneurs. Yeah. On Facebook.
0: Great. I'll put that in the show notes so people can find you and connect with you.
1: Thank you. I
0: don't think they will regret it, I think. <laughs> i think they will love it
1: thank you ken you're awesome i appreciate you doing this and you know what ken i'm going to acknowledge you because so many people have wanted to do a podcast Mm. and haven't and you have been on a roll so congratulations on all the podcasts you've done if this is getting out of your comfort zone you're out of it it's time to pick a new comfort zone to get out of yeah you're awesome
0: the next one is being on camera (laughs) for sure
1: we'll work on it yeah we're working on that.
0: (laughs) We'll get there. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and um, good luck with your next launch.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Wesker. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D and drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.